I've spent the last 12 years trying to find the ultimate model to run a chiropractic business, and I think I discovered it. The Clinic Gym Hybrid Model, where you integrate fitness with the great care that chiropractic offices offer. Now, I perfected that model, and I sold that business last year. Now I've gone full-time into discovering how to help others build the same model in their practice, and I have the goal of 100 hybrid clinics starting up in the next year. So follow along as we interview the greatest guests, thought leaders in our space here, and discover the ways to perfect this model so that you can run an amazing business that also contributes to your time off, increased pay, and increased fulfillment by doing the care that you truly believe in. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. As always, I'm your host, Josh Satterley, and I'm glad to be joined today by Dr. Blake Kalstein. Blake, how are you, bud? Fantastic. Thank you for uh, asking me to speak with you this morning. Hey, it's my pleasure having you. So, uh, well, it's morning for me. It's noon for you, right? Yes, sir. Just ticked over. Yeah. Well, hey, um, uh, I'm sure people know you and know of you. Um, uh, you're pretty prolific in social media and in your KairoSpark program. You, you want to give a little little background for, and actually, of course, you're famous from being interviewed on this podcast, uh, what, a year ago? All my fame comes from you, Josh. So, um, well, come on, it, only ninety-two percent of it. Like you still made up a little bit yourself. It's fine. Just keep me on your podcast every year to keep me relevant in the community. Okay. And we'll have to talk about a sponsorship deal here soon, but yeah, this time uh, we'll give it away for free. We do have four or five listeners across the nation, so uh, you're probably a hero to them. Anyways, uh, give a little background of what you do every day, like and uh, and the other products you offer. Yeah, so I'm a chiropractor and. Baltimore, Maryland, or suburb of Baltimore. I'm in practice, started my sixth year, and I uh, work with my father, and now my youngest brother is joining us, it joined us, and he's been with us for about seven months, and um, we've had some exponential growth in the last six years. Musculoskeletal base, you've been in our office, you've seen us, manual therapy, dry needling, ART, rehab, FMS, TPI, SFMA. All the good three letters. Yeah, all, all the good three letters that we do in the office. So it's very, it's a very busy practice, but it's very hands-on. It's very individualized treatment. And so that's how we take care of patients. Um, I like the clinic gym model. You've been in our space. You, you can see how we do sort of similar stuff, but I, I really would yeah, love to see. You're one of the few people that literally don't have the space for it. Not because, you know, some people say I don't have the space because they're in a, you know, 1100 square foot office. You don't have the space because you're in a, what, 5,000 square foot space, but you're using every nook and cranny of it because you guys are seeing pretty insane numbers. So yeah, we're talking about taking over the um, the vending machine area and putting turning it into an office just because we need more space to put things. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sure you'll get there because you certainly have the demand for it. But um, uh, Blake, if it's all right, since you have an interesting perspective, I mean, you're second generation chiropractor. Your dad's, um, you know, I met your dad, talked with him, pretty progressive guy. Um, but I'm sure that you're more progressive than him and your brother's probably even more progressive than you, right? Just because it's, he graduated five years after you did. Correct. Um, and I kind of, I think you guys have a great perspective of the future of chiropractic. And I want to kind of address that because I think a lot of people, I hear from people every week, like, Oh, do you think it's growing? Do you think it's, uh, and then I, I hear the other side of the coin of like, Oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, all these opportunities for us exist. And I know you just came back from, well, why don't you tell everybody where you just came back from? Because that in and of itself is exciting. And that'll give some context to this uh, conversation. 
Yeah, so we just got back from the medical in-training for the Baltimore Orioles. We're their chiropractor, and so they invited us down with all, as well as all the athletic trainers from all over the major and minor league system for the Orioles. And so uh, Dr. Jeff was there. That's your dad. My, my dad. Yeah. Um, uh, that just sounds better than Dr. Dad. Yeah, Pops. Yeah, Pops. Pops was there Sunday through Wednesday, Monday through Wednesday, and they did McKenzie Part A. And then Dr. Warren, my brother, and I came down Wednesday night and Thursday and Friday was um, lumbopelvic exam and mobilizations taught by uh, the head of Johns Hopkins Physical Therapy. So this is, when you say med- for people who need context here, this is the athletic trainers, the physical therapists, the chiropractors for the actual Orioles and their triple-A ball club, their double-A ball club, their developmental All the, all the way down to Dominican ball, yes. Right. Everyone the was there. Folks that are – the Dominican <laughs> – that's a crazy thing because when you're in the training room in the Dominican, man, you are like head sports scientist, head physical therapist, head chiropractor, head janitor, assistant pitching <laughs> coach, uh, <laughs> building inspector, and uh, nutritionist, right? Like, man, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So so they get – the right now during offseason, they get everybody together and – and do these joint trainings kind of to break down the barriers, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. And so and, um, it's yeah. it's also a, it's a continuing ed. It's also trying to add new skills to the trainers. Those guys, I mean, some of the stuff that we learn from Hopkins and what they're doing with acute injury is is fascinating from a research level, from a tissue healing level. I mean, they're trying to do everything they can to limit the time off the players are off. And so being exposed to that, from a chiropractor is like mind blowing how cool stuff is happening. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, you look at baseball as a great example of uh, when you're good, they want you because they play almost every night, right? They play, I think, what is it, 25 games in a 30 day month or something like that? They don't have a lot of off days. Even when they're, even in the off season and even when they've come up high school and college and triple A, you're all, they're always playing, right? Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so what was your big takeaways from that event? Like, um, number one, I got to ask, like, you being a, let's say, five, six-year chiropractor, you're, you know, fairly uh, fairly well-trained. You, you, like we said, you have all those three letters after your name, all the three-letter combos. How well did you think you could hang with in that room? So um, they, the athletic trainers are fantastic diagnosticians and triage. I mean, that's their job is to come in and say, how bad's the injury? Uh, what can we do to help you right away? Who are we going to get you in front of? And being in a professional baseball environment, you have every specialty in the room access to. So they're great at triaging and say, hey, we can handle this. This is a soft tissue injury. Let's treat it with laser and IATSM and mobilizations. Um, but also let's get you to see the orthopedic and the chiropractor. So they're really good at like triaging how that. And their manual skills from a soft tissue instrument assisted is fantastic. They do a lot of IATSM. They do a lot of, they're trained in ART. They're always on top of the research. They're always learning because they've got to, they've got to do that to make their players the best or get them, keep them off the field. So from a, a clinical standpoint, they're fantastic. And it's always nice to be in an environment like that because it helps you, it ups your game as well. Yeah. Could you tell, um, you know, without knowing anybody's license, could you tell who the physical therapist was or who the ATC was or who the Cairo was in the room? I mean, could anybody tell that? Um, you could only tell it because they called all the, all the doctors doc. Okay. That was their shorthand. But besides that, um, 
from an ATC standpoint, PT standpoint, the only Kairos were my dad and my brother and I. So, and the, so you knew you knew who they were. They knew, and we knew the the Florida. They have a local chiropractor in Sarasota who takes care of them when we're not yeah. down there. Um, and he was over with the P, PBCS Professional Baseball Chiropractic Society, which was also holding their annual symposium at Sarasota. So he was there, um, and we were doing the in, in service training. Cool. But is so it pretty much um, what I'm asking is. Uh, you know, it used to be that Kairos, the, the method, you know, treatment method was uh, adjust or, or nothing, right? And right. now, like you said earlier in this conversation, you do rehab, you do strength training, you do exercise, you do dry needling, you do ART, you do, which sounds to me like everything that everybody in that room probably uh, is doing uh, to some point, some extent. Yeah, so I would say from a tools and a tool bag experience, the only thing that would set us apart is that we adjust mm-hmm. and they don't adjust. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I would say that sets us apart is that from a volume standpoint, at most they're working on 200, at most between majors and minors, there's 200 guys on on camp. And then during the majority of the season, there's only what, like 30 players? I think there's 25 on a roster. 25 on a roster. And then you're working on some guys who are on the DL or, or whatnot. So yeah. And 25 guys on a roster, and how big? And the sports medicine staff is usually what, five or six? There's three full time athletic trainers there, and then they have their ortho, they have a massage therapist. And so. So 25 split by four people, probably? Yes. And then even not all 25 are, there's still that mentality in, in Major League Baseball. And I think you see this in a lot of sports is that if you're in the trainer's room, you're, that's a bad place to be. Yeah. And so you get a lot of guys who grew up saying, I'm not going to be in the trainer's room. They're going to bench me, right? Or it's going to look bad on my on my record. Right. Yeah. From a volume standpoint, you know, we do 25 in an hour here in our office. Th- those are the big differences. We adjust and they don't adjust. Yeah. They're, they're really good at everything else, though. And I think the third biggest difference is you don't have a team paying your your paycheck every month of your week either, though, right? Like part of the reason that Kairos see a lot of people is you got to get good and fast and efficient because you got to pay the bills. Yeah, have to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, and then I think that the one thing also that sets us apart is that we're really good at spine, right? We're really good at spine. That's where kind of our baseline is started is, is neck and back pain relief. And those guys are good enough to say, hey, uh, I need to bring in Doc on this or I need to refer you to the ortho. Mm-hmm. And where I would say our ability to assess spine stuff is more, I wouldn't say specialized, just more yeah. repetition. It's just more repetitions, right? It's just more repetitions. They, do, they see shoulders and hips and knees all the time. Um, right. Maybe more than some other chiropractors. And um, so yeah. it's just a matter of repetitions. That's the biggest difference. Very cool. And how about the um, examination skills? Like when you saw the examination skills that the PTs and the um, athletic trainers were demonstrating, did it look uh, totally foreign to what you see most chiropractors that you're familiar with do? No, it's range of motion, flexion and extension, a combined movement tests, palpation, couple orthopedic tests, couple orthopedic tests, which yeah. you know, and, and uh, uh, grouping, you know, groupings of tests. So it's not a, yeah. enough data to gather what you think is going on, right? Not like a full pamp, like no one's, they weren't doing muscle testing unless it was necessary, right? It's not like everybody got muscle testing. So right. it was, I mean, it was a very, uh, they all had great hands. They're all comfortable palpators. Well, it's good because I think, you know, one of the reasons, so a lot of teams have us now have a staff PT, have a couple athletic trainers, not a lot of teams have a staff, uh, Cairo. 
mm-hmm. I think a lot are doing what situation like you guys are in where you're, I don't know what you're saying, independent still, you know, you're, you're the only ones in the locker room, but it's, you know, you're still not a um, full time. It's not like Dr. Warren spending, you know, every day, all day with the Orioles. Right. Correct. And, uh, and I think one of the limitations of why that previously hasn't happened is that there is this perception that the Kairos didn't have the examination or rehab skills, but, you know, I've talked to a few people um, in the Cardinals organization, Dodgers organization, um, Astros organization, and and that barrier certainly they said, yeah, we, you know, a few of them. I heard a great thing. Uh, this guy said that they were looking for a, a lead for what do they call it? rehab and performance, and it was down the final three were one chiropractor and two physical therapists, and he said we just went with the physical therapist. Uh, only because they had more experience in the majors than any of the other two. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to me because I think that those walls are starting to break down and that you will see more and more high, highly trained chiropractors be in those programs. Yes, I think that's uh, definitely an opportunity, especially as we get exposed to more opportunities and more experiences along I, the way. Yeah, I think the change that we can make with our hands fat, like you know, right now is pretty incredible. I mean, Hope nobody ever leaves sight of, loses sight of the fact that you get your hands on somebody and when they need manipulation and you're good at manipulating, holy shit, does that work fast? Yes, it does. It works very fast. Yeah. And it's, and oftentimes it's, it's, I mean, especially in athletic populations, it's fan freaking tastic, you know, they respond quick, they feel good. They know exactly what they're looking for. And, you know, five seconds later, they're back out doing whatever they want to do. You know, I think uh, also a lot of it we're seeing is that as the younger players come up in the majors, yeah, a lot of a lot more of them are exposed to chiropractic along the way than say an older population. It right. just it's integrating at all levels, right? At, at the high school level, at the college level, right? And so when they and come I think up, to them, more and more of them, uh, more and more chiros have the kind of clinic gym hybrid, or they're working out of a performance center, or they're you know they're the chiropractor in the back of a gym that the the like you the young athlete worked out at. Um, that idea is so much more prevalent now than it was. I'd, be, I'd just be interested in talking like um, Dr. Warren, who, you know, you said has been in practice seven months. How many of his classmates are working in a, their primary offices in a gym setting, whether or not they own it is a different story, but you know, they're yeah. obviously in the back of a gym or uh, versus how many of your graduating class was versus your, your father's, you know, and I, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it was one or two maybe with your dad and, and for you it's, you know, say 10 to 15% and for Warren it's probably 25 to 30%. I think it's, it's definitely increasing and it's evident by when the Orioles sort of, they had a off season last year, right? Um, and uh, after the trade deadline in July, uh, you know, you went in one day and you worked on A-list athletes who have, who are making, whose paycheck is, has a couple more commas than yours. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then you went in and they traded everybody, and and then you went in and saw a bunch of new guy, new fresh faces that you never heard of before, and immediately we were adjusting eighty percent of them because they had been exposed to chiropractic along the way. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so we were busier, right? In a sense that we were seeing more of the younger guys who sure. were just like, oh yeah, I just like to get adjusted, uh, and uh, just take a look at me and do what you do normal, doc, because I'm just used to getting worked on. And if you see anything, you let me know and you can work on it. And then it's always a lot of our work in the stadium is maintenance care. I'm going to call it maintenance care, supportive care. Yeah. And if there's an issue, it's always like, hey, 
Richie or hey Brian, it's Brian now, hey Brian or hey Pat or hey Mark, who are the athletic trainers, I'm examining so-and-so and he's got a lumbar complaint that was uh, asymptomatic. It didn't, you know, it was, it was sub, sub-acute or it didn't show up. It doesn't hurt when he's doing it, but when I put him in this position, this position, I'm just letting you know that that's there and they'll come over and assess. We'll do like a joint assessment. Mm-hmm. And so the, the team approach, I mean, not the baseball team approach, but the team approach of having those conversations with the athletic trainers, the PT, the Cairo, the MD, if necessary, right? Get a little, we're all, we're all huddled up together and saying, okay, I'm going to do some soft tissue and adjustment, but I'm going to hand them off to you and you're going to do laser and ultrasound or laser and heat or right. Or, or whatever the modalities are that they have access to. Right. So it's just evident in the younger players, there's, they're getting exposure along the way to That's more great. chiros. And so yeah. even the chiropractor that, takes care of um, Dr. Ken Coffin who takes care of the Orioles while we're not there. He works in a gym that does baseball. Like it's a baseball performance center and he's got a room and he adjusts pa- patients out of his room and does rehab on the exercise floor. Yeah. And then all the baseball students that are there get access to him. That's awesome. Probably love it too, because he's, you know, it's like a, you know, you never see a, a F1 race car not get tuned up. Right. And yeah. And so, and, and when the Orioles getting tuned up every every day, it certainly gets rid of that problem you said earlier of like, oh, the training room is inherently bad. Being in the training room is bad. And it's like, no, no, no. Like this is where you can polish that diamond up, you know? Yeah. You know, when, when uh, just like, you know, if Adam Jones is going over to get adjusted, I'm, I'm not saying he does or not, but whoever, you know, those big rock star A-list players for the Orioles are going over to see Ken because – that's when he's, you know, he comes down to the stadium every once in a while, but his office is like five miles away. So they would send some players down there and all the young 16, 14, 15 year olds are seeing their favorite center fielder get adjusted. They're like, Oh, I mean, I should, uh, that's interesting. They're doing it. I should do it. And yeah. so it's just neat. Yeah. It's a good idea. Well, it's, it's a it might be a good idea. And then you see uh, an A-list player go in there and he's like, Oh shit, this is uh, amazing. I am. This is obviously what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. So, what's your what's your outlook on the future of chiropractic, man? I mean, you're you're talking to practicing chiros every week with your ChiroSpark program. You're you're in the trenches in your own clinic. You're certainly talking to other uh, chiros across the nation day to day. And and what's your perspective on the future here? Um, I think the future has a, has never been brighter. For chiropractors, I think, but that's a big, that's an opportunity for success and also an opportunity for, for failure. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's a really important distinction in identifying what those obstacles for success are for an individual chiropractor or the chiropractic profession. Mm -hmm. If you can identify your obstacles for success, those no longer become obstacles, but opportunities. Mm -hmm. To tackle tackle those obstacles. So, real quick, uh, before we get back to our interview, I want to make sure that you know our website, clinicgymhybrid.com, and you know that we offer a, a series of high impact lessons, forty two lessons, in fact, in our Accelerator Light program. And the goal of that is to get you up and running and get that first few thousand dollars of recurring revenue from memberships in your gym. All right. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and head over to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com, and we will get you set up there with our accelerator program. All right, and now let's get back to our interview. Thanks. So go into that a little bit. Like, uh, I mean, I, I know you're talking to clients every week, but that's uh, what you just said is great, but a lot of people say that stuff, right? But 
so uh, yeah. Give me an example. Give me an example. Um, Josh, give me an, an a, a, a give me a um, so what would be the goal in like in five years to have chiropractors on every minor and major league baseball team? What's an yeah, obstacle there, right? You know. Well, there are currently no chiropractors in that role, so that's an obstacle number one. Number two is it's a very small community, meaning you know there's not a whole lot of teams, um, and within those teams, typically people are hired by people that people hire people they know and trust before they hire you know before they take a risk on anybody brand new those are two obstacles yeah so i think um you've just identified what those obstacles what would be a solution to those obstacles that you just said so let's see uh so if they don't you know if everybody on the teams doesn't know doesn't know any chiropractors right so there's that big green monster effect they're scared of them or they've heard story you know horror stories of working with chiros and uh, so finding a way to meet more head trainers of teams. Mm -hmm. So form those relationships, I guess, work the, work our networks to try and find people who are the head of those teams so that they, at least you can build a personal familiarity with before there's, um, an attempt at a professional relationship. Correct. Another thing would be if there's, um, if you, if you know the orthopedics that take care of the team become a referral partner for the orthopedic group oh, okay. and show value to them for spine cases for manipulation cases that may not be happening in an athletic training department or mm -hmm. how how your your sports medicine background in patient evaluation allows you to identify when orthopedic cases are necessary mm -hmm. uh, and would respond better to an evaluation by an ortho than a chiro and show them how that your exposure and your training and your background allows you to do that so you can make sure none of this stuff goes under the radar and the player gets the care they receive and then i'm kind of drawing a line to the future here when if you do put in an application to beat work with one of these teams or a chiropractor does you can tell the head trainer hey i, I worked closely with dr smith the ortho who i know does your orthopedic cases for spine uh you know you can always ask him his opinion of of our work correct yeah there you go and so um it's all, you know, people, like I said, people always know what they always say. If you know what the obstacles are, you know, there's a way, but if you, I think it's really, really important whether you're in practice and you're trying to make a change for your practice, or if you're trying to make a change on a larger scale is, and this is how we do it here is write down what the problem is, what the project is, mm -hmm. and then write down today's date and then say, when would you like this project completed by? And then write that down. Then you go up and you say, what are the, what does this project look like when it's completed? Mm -hmm. You know, visualize it, set your mind out there, write it down, you know, write down how you're feeling, write down how this, what it looks like, write down what it feels like. Be descriptive in your environment of, of what it looks like and what it feels like when this project's already done. And then go back and list all those obstacles to completing that project. You know, it's funny. This reminds me, uh, we won't, we don't need to name our other friend, uh, in this, but we had a friend, you and I, and he were sitting in person and his, I remember going through this, you were taking him through this. And, and the thing was, I want to go on dates with my wife. That was his thing. Right. Yeah. And I was like, so what's in the way, what's the obstacle? And it was like freaking patient notes, which of all the things that affect Kairos, I think that's gotta be in the top three of every Cairo I've ever spoken to. Like if, if you could change one thing about your practice, you know, what would it be patient notes? And he said specifically new patient notes, right? He would he had an hour long exam with them and 
Then he'd do the, the write-up and blah, 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 and he'd feel like he was backed up. So then he'd, after the last patient every day, he'd stay after, do some notes. And the solution he kind of came up with was limit the new patient exam to 40 minutes, finish the note before the hour expires, right? And do you remember what he said after like two weeks after we saw, after we had that, that kind of discussion? He had plenty of dates. Yeah, he was on like his third date with his wife in two weeks or something. I was like, dang, this guy gets it done, man. This guy's awesome, you know? But I, what was important there, Josh, and I think is important uh, is that we were writing it down with him. Oh, yeah. Yep. It wasn't just, hey, in my mind, I know what's wrong and I know how to fix it. That's great. Put it on paper. Write it down. Put today's date. Put the day you want it finished. Put what it looks like. And he said, I'd be going on dates every three weeks, tw date twice a week. Yeah. And I think wife. we asked him, like, what, what do you mean by date? And he was saying, oh, I'd go to this place and, we, you know, we'd sit and have a, uh, a couple drinks. And my dad would come over to watch my kids. And, you know, like, I mean, he was. He wrote down in very descriptive details. And then he said, okay, what are the obstacles for you achieving yeah. what you want to have happen? Right. And so we listed what his obstacles were. And then we worked through the solutions. And we, we wrote this all down for him. And, you know would he have two new patients on that Monday? And he says, I'm going to limit to 40 minutes. And his notes were done. And he was like on a date by that Friday. Which, <laughs> yeah. It's like change Monday, date Thursday. Like it was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. But there was structure behind that problem solving. There was identifying what things were wrong. There was, it was literally writing it down. And they always say the number one organ that's so closely related to your brain is your dominant hand that you write with. Right. And so if you can, if you can write with it, you put intention into your brain yeah. and start to make yeah. some of these changes. So, yep. you know, if, if there's le if there are industry leaders listening to this podcast, which there probably are, cause it's Josh Satterley and you have a problem that you want to solve with the industry, take, write it out, right? Write it out, write what it looks like when the problem is finished, visualize that stuff, get your brain thinking, write down those descriptions, start identifying what's wrong or the obstacles, and then think of solutions for those obstacles. Right. Yeah. Getting it out and on paper, oftentimes it's almost like describing your idea for a screenplay to your friend. You realize it, it's either awesome or it, you know, it's not fully fleshed out, but as soon as you have to draw it out on paper, you go, Oh shoot, this is simple. Just like yep. our friend did when we were together, you know, he's like, Oh, it's not all notes. It's just new patient notes. And I only have two of those a day. So, you know, it was like, Oh, if I just change that, then my life's good. And that's exactly what he did. Yep. So, let me recap our conversation. Baseball's awesome. <laughs> Write down your ideas. Uh, things are going good for you in practice, and the future of chiropractic's never been brighter. Uh, I think it's never been brighter, and we have to we have to continue to do what we really do well and provide excellence in our patient experiences. Now, since there may be some people that like you know casually listen, and then there's also the people that listen intently, I want to ask you a favor, Blake. Yes. If somebody listens intently and at this point is going, oh, yeah, you say that, but, you know, I've got trouble and, or, I, you know, you don't understand my problem or uh, there's something nagging me in practice I just can't seem to figure out. If that person is listening intently right now and emails you, would you be willing to chat with them for 20 minutes to write down that problem and get them past that? Basically get to the solution piece. Without a doubt. All right. And how would they reach out to you? There's two ways emailing me is the best way for us to set up a time together and put listened intently in the subject line. That's how we'll know that you listened intently. Yes. Email B Kelstein DC. So Blake, my first initial B and then my last name Kelstein K A L K 
S-T-E-I-N-D-C at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Mm-hmm. So if you write in the subject line, listen intently, it will not fall through the crap of all the other stuff that's in the email box. And I'll email you back and we'll set up a time to work through your obstacles. Awesome. Well, I certainly appreciate that, Blake, because for some people that, that conversation right there will be another $100,000 on their bottom line, you know, or if they're not necessarily like our friend, not necessarily motivated by money, but certainly motivated by time with his wife and his family, it could equal out to 50 dates in a year, right? One a week that gives 52 weeks. And, and that's, I think what recharges his batteries. And that dude has definitely expanded and grown and He's he built a new clinic out. He's uh, seeing triple the number of patients he has before. Right. Is, and I, mean, I think all, all the that while, from a couple of date nights. <laughs> right. And but by the way, all the way, he's way more fulfilled now with supposedly more, you know, if you think about it, like, oh, he has more overhead, more patients and all that. But he certainly seems like he is, his battery always seems like it's charged. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people kind of drag ass and he's not one of those people. And it's because he knew what recharges him. He wanted time with his family and he got it. And you designed that. So I appreciate you doing that for folks. I look forward to it. It's work. Um, awesome. Uh, people say that, um, other chiropractors say that my ability to listen intently, write down what the conversation's main points are, and then deliver unique solutions is what sets me apart when they, from talking to other people. And here you're willing to give that for free. Yes, sir. Awesome. All right, Blake. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time this morning or this afternoon, however you want to look at it since you're East Coast and I'm West Coast. Um, if people just want to check out some of the cool stuff you do, uh, where can they find you? They can uh, listen to your podcast. <laughs> and you're, you're a member of the FTCA group, right? Um, you're, uh, you're in a couple other chiropractic groups, so you're not too hard to find. I'm in Kevin Christie's Modern Chiropractic Marketing Group. That's probably where I'm the most active. Yeah. Then uh, yeah. I'm in the FTCA group, but I... You're a lurker. I'm not there to... Um, I'm there to uh, find other chiropractors. We get a lot of requests for other chiropractors in other states because of our YouTube channel. So I try to use that, that map. If you're not on that map and you're listening to this, that's my go-to source for finding another chiropractor across the country and across the world for people who say, Hey, I saw your YouTube video. Is there anyone that practices like you? Mm -hmm. And so I'll go to that map first and then I'll go to the group second. So Mm -hmm. if you're not on that map and you want referrals from me, go on the map, please. Awesome. All right. Well, and luckily you have a, a unique last name so people can find you pretty easily by K-A-L-K. And by that point, you should actually be able to pull Blake up. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, Blake, thank you very much for taking the time with us this morning or afternoon. Uh, and I really appreciate that offer you made to our folks here. And I hope somebody does send you an email that says, listen intently in the subject line, because I think it could be one more step. You know, there's never a faucet that turns on and pours out the perfect life, but Uh, little improvements every day help us achieve those things. So that's exciting. Um, Besides that, on behalf of Dr. Blake Kalstein, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks, Blake. Hey, I hope that was a great interview and you enjoyed it, took lots of notes and are able to take some of that information and apply it to your future clinic. If you're interested in getting started with the Clinic Gym Hybrid model, then head over to clinicgymhybrid.com where you can find resources, including our accelerator program. That accelerator program lays out step-by-step the 42 pieces you need to start your own hybrid facility. Hope to see you there and feel free to ask me any questions via email.